0: Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. A uh, bit of a rough start to the week today. Uh, Dow Jones at one point today was down over 900 points, almost at the 1,000-point mark. Had a nice rally at the close, though, finishing down 650 points. About, what is it, about 250, 270 points off the lows, finishing at 27,685. Uh, that's a loss of 2.3% of the day. That was our biggest loser on the day. Uh, next up was uh, Russell 2000, down 2.1% at 16.05, uh, followed by uh, uh, S&P 500, down 1.8% at 3,400. And finally, NASDAQ was our winner on the day, down 1.6%, uh, again, well off its lows at 11,358. Of note, again, NASDAQ was the winner. Again, a bad market today, but still the NASDAQ led. That's, that's a pattern change. Hadn't seen that in a while. That's a positive. We also saw a solid comeback in the close today in the semis. Again, we watched this very closely. Semis lead tech. Tech leads the market. Semis today were down well over 3% at one point, finished down just over 2%. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll we'll take that as a, as a minor victory as well. Um, Going to get into all the things we normally talk about, but I wanted to share something with you today, kind of walk you through that. I think it's really important, uh, and I think it's something that the Trump administration you know, look, the guy's been pretty busy, and, uh, you know, he, uh, he does like to maybe punch down a little bit. Maybe it takes it too much time on Twitter. I know some believe that's not presidential, and maybe that's one of the reasons they're going to vote, vote Biden. Uh, of course, coronavirus insanity, another reason. And, of course, the mainstream media is just 100% never Trump. But it's this issue of the Biden-Obama administration. I know I said it backwards. That was on purpose. It's what Obama and Biden did during their eight years versus what Trump has done. Because Biden and Obama both had the same issues Trump's had to deal with. They had a financial crisis and they had a pandemic. And I want to cover that a bit today because I think it's something where the messaging has been won by the left uh, and I, I, think, I think a lot of us get this, but I think there's also a lot of people that, that don't get Maybe they don't even know this. Maybe they don't remember this. So let's take a, a little trip in the Wayback Machine and let's compare and contrast uh, the results here uh, of these two administrations. Because there are people, and I hear this often, I'm sure you do too, that believe that Biden would have handled coronavirus better. Let's examine that. Let's examine that, that, that question First of all, Biden-Obama had their own pandemic. It was the swine flu, 2009-2010. More than 60 million Americans got it, hundreds of millions got it globally. Uh, about 15,000 died in the U.S., about three, four 400,000 people died globally. It was a pandemic. And if it had been as deadly as coronavirus, the estimates are that well over 2 million Americans would have died. Now, Why is that significant? Because top executives, namely Ron Klain, who was the chief of staff in the Obama administration, has said publicly in two different talks that they got lucky. We got lucky, he says. We did about everything wrong that we could have done wrong. If if the virus had been more deadly, it would have been a disaster. That's Ron Klain saying this. So they got lucky. A lot of folks believe that Trump has handled this poorly. Again, more than 200,000 Americans died. We mourn every death. Every death is senseless, but we're also realists. Every year, 2.8 million Americans die from something. Also, according to the CDC, only 6%, this is from about three weeks ago, only 6% of these deaths can be counted as purely from coronavirus. They had it, but they didn't die from it. So there's a lot of questions about these numbers and whether or not they're accurate. As you've also probably noticed, deaths from the flu have completely disappeared. The CDC doesn't even track these anymore. So, you know, look, these are, que- these are serious questions that, that we have. And I, at some point we'll get the answers. But just, you know, saying that, uh, uh, that just Biden would have handled this much better, we, there is no evidence that that would have been the case. You know, if a guy's going to stay in his basement, you know, five days of the week, uh, and uh, pretty much disappearing, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know that we can say Biden would have handled this better because they didn't handle it better when he had a chance over his eight years. Certainly with the uh, swine flu, they also, Biden Obama also had their own economic meltdown. Right, we've just had ours from coronavirus insanity. They had one as well. Now. You could say they didn't cause the financial crisis because they came in after Bush and the market had built down. But what they did have control over was the bailout because when they came into office – again, they won in 2008, got got into office in 2009. you got to remember that's just when a lot of the damage was beginning to happen. This is when people were starting to lose their homes, right? This is when it was getting brutal. And what did – Biden and Obama do? How did they bail us out? We know what Trump has done, right? We'll cover that more in just a moment. But what did they do? Well, Biden and Obama helped in bailing out the same people that caused the collapse. The Wall Street, the banking crowd, right? They received $4.7 trillion in total in quantitative easing and taxpayer-funded bailouts. You remember TARP, right? You remember the banks getting, what, $850 billion? What did the American people get? We, all we did was receive the carnage. The folks that caused this, Wall Street, the banks, with their derivatives, et cetera, they caused this. The Fed's 17 straight rate hikes, by the way, uh, from 2004, 2006, that did us damage as well, did a lot of it. But what did we get? We didn't get bailed out. We didn't have a bailout. Biden and Obama sat by. And watched the good people in this country pretty much lose it all. I know a lot of folks that lost everything and had to start over. While they enriched their Wall Street deep pocket funders. And by the way, if that, all that wasn't enough, they also made time to destroy our health care with Obamacare. So they were very special in the damage they, uh, they made Americans live through. So what has Trump done? First, Trump took immediate action against the advice of Dr. Fauci, Fauci the Fraud. Against his advice, Trump shut down travel from China. But he did listen to his medical experts. Matter of fact, he went farther than most of his medical experts told him to, including Fauci the Fraud. But Trump has also known that viruses are gonna virus. They're gonna spread. Look at the states, look at the countries that have locked down the hardest. And now it's the, the virus is making a comeback. Now, it is weaker. Remember, and this is, again, the media is just so complicit in their depravity. They don't even, uh, they don't even make – they just want to scare people, right? They want to drive people to, to vote for Biden. They don't even make the point that now hospitalizations are 50 percent lower than they were just two, three months ago from coronavirus. And they also don't make it clear that the death rate now has dropped by 80% from the highs. We think they're important points. And also, by the way, when the left has Governor Cuomo, Mayor de Blasio on their side, and the 40,000 deaths that have occurred in New York City, a lot of these are the most vulnerable. Estimates are about 15,000 people have died just in New York in nursing homes, and long-term care facilities. They're trying to cover these numbers up, but it's going to be between thirteen and 15,000. It looks like the best estimate. That is, that's mass murder. Without question, that is mass murder. They forced sick people, sick elderly, back into retirement homes, spreading it. Talk about a super spreader. We believe, I believe, as poorly as their Democratic leaders have done, that Biden and the left should sit this one out. I also think the people of this country know what's what. So what did Trump do with this financial crisis, coronavirus crisis? He worked his butt off to put trillions into our bank accounts, not Wall Street, not the banks, into our bank accounts. Yeah, they they got their share too, but at least we were taking care of this time. Trump is bailing us out. From the Paycheck Protection Plan, we're talking about trillions of dollars here, folks, to save jobs until the economy could begin to rebound. Stimulus checks that went out to pretty much everybody, to unemployment uh, payments on steroids. We're talking about people getting, people were getting so much money that they didn't want to go back to work. They're making more money getting unemployment. And this is, again, Trump arranged all of this, forced it all through. And the real biggies, A complete moratorium on student loans. Still in place to at least the end of the year. That'll be extended, I believe. A complete moratorium on mortgage payments. How huge is that? That may also be extended into 2021 under President Trump when he wins. And uh, another huge one. Trump's federal ban on evictions for renters. Folks, again, I think the messaging probably has been commandeered by the left. But everyone should know this. I think really at some level we all do, but I don't hear the Trump administration really you know, really uh, focusing in on these major points of what Trump has done, especially compared to what Biden actually did. It's my view, little editorial comment here, Trump saved America, and he essentially did it all by himself. That's, 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 that, I believe that's how pretty much everybody actually sees this, if you can get past the, your political blinders. Biden-Obama had their shot. They blew it. Why would we ever give China Joe Biden a second chance to destroy America? That's really the focus of our message this morning uh, to our members, to our clients uh, today. Also, you can see my thread on Twitter if you want to check that out there. But the uh, uncertainty, again, is about the election. We don't believe the uncertainties about coronavirus. Uh, look, governments know they can't keep locking down as much as they want to control people, and that's how they do it with fear. You know, people, people are starting to really get upset about this, and they're, they're opening their gyms, they're opening their, their uh, restaurants anyway, as they should. So this anxiety really is about the election. It, look, we may have a contested election. It may go on for many days, if not many weeks that's the that's that's the uncertainty and the markets don't like uncertainty it's their least favorite thing but we think this is a case demic now for coronavirus we think the markets have already figured that out and we think these sellers are buying opportunities remember if you joined us here about 10 days ago we started talking about uh the, the markets had reached extreme overbought levels well here we go all right this bad things happen when the markets hit extreme overbought you know in our in our options program we didn't have a position. We had a position in one, in one in silver, in a commodity, but we didn't have any positions for well over a week because we felt this was coming. Well, it's here, and folks. Now we're seeing these markets reaching heavily oversold. So now you're getting back to the lower range of these trading these trading channels, and also with our VRA system, our momentum oscillators, our trend lines all being activated. Seeing some great setups here. Maybe a little early. We did take a position today. We're going to be adding the VRA as well. But again, we've now gone from extreme overbought to reaching oversold levels. And we like the action today in the, uh, in the final hour. We also like a few other things I wanted to cover with you here. Let's, let's get into that. Again, the VIX was up 17% today. That was a concern. I remember, so many, the, the, the put call ratio in the VIX is uh, the highest that I think it's pretty much ever been. You a lot of people on the wrong side. That's the kind of extreme breed the markets don't want. Again, that's added to the sell-off. Uh, but um, the put-call ratio today, by the way, quickly began to reverse. Put-call ratio, let me refresh here. All day, all afternoon, starting at about 10 o'clock this morning, the put-call ratio flipped to, to aggressively bearish. So that, and again, it's a contrarian that's bullish. Closing today at 1.11. That's the highest close in since June, for the put-call ratio. That's what we want to see. People getting afraid. People buying puts, hence the higher put-call ratio. That's bullish. Again, we also saw today NASDAQ, the Qs, semiconductors rallied. Uh, again, all three outperformed the market today. That's a positive. SMH uh, was a little bit laggard, but again, tech acting better. Again, we like that. Also, we'll cover this now as we get into our uh, internals here. The uh, again, quick refresh. Make sure I get this right for you because we had a yes, woo, just barely. We had a ninety right at. As I read it, I got to get my calculator out, but you, you'll get the point. We had right at a ninety percent down day on up/down volume on NYSE. That's significant because a ninety percent down day is typically viewed as a day of Capitulation. Makes sense, right? We've been selling off, right? You need this capitulation day for the sellers to to flush out and the buyers to come back in. Maybe have a turnaround Tuesday. Used to be a big thing back in the day when I first got started as a broker in the mid-80s. We'll see what happens tomorrow. But the internals did improve quite a bit. Uh, For example, NASDAQ was much better. Uh, 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 Up down volume in NASDAQ, just over 2 to 1 negative. Not Not bad. Uh, advanced decline was a little worse. We had about uh, f- almost, yeah, 4 to 1 negative on NASDAQ, advanced decline, and uh, it was about 8 to 1 negative on uh, NYSE for advanced decline. And we had the trifecta of negativity in the internals as the we had, what, about uh, 70 more, 60 more stocks hitting new 52-week lows and 52-week highs. So uh, not a positive day, but again, it could well, we could look back on this and see this a day of capitulation. In our uh, sector watch today, I believe it was all 11. It was. All eleven and S&P 500 sectors closed lower on the day, led to the downside by energy, down 3.4%. Industrials down 2.5%. Materials down 2.4%. You got to go down the list quite a ways to find technology. Again, we like that. Um, not calling a bottom here. We don't like to do that. But just pointing out, these are the signs that we like to look for that the VRA system uh, catches that tells us we could be nearing the end of this extreme overbought pause that we've just we've just had. We uh, we hope it stays that way. We think it will. We're very bullish on the markets into year end. Gold today, commodity watch. Gold today flat. Nineteen oh four. Silver today down twenty four cents an ounce at twenty four forty three. Oil got uh, hit a bit today, down a dollar thirty a barrel at thirty eight fifty five. And Bitcoin maintaining. It's ground above 13,000. Again, it's a clear breakout as we see it. been joining us here. You know we've been saying that. And uh, it is here, we believe. We think new highs are coming. Tyler, I think, feels even more strongly about this than I do. Uh, It's the scarcity, really, and the fact that the Bitcoin and uh, uh, cryptocurrencies are here to stay. Bitcoin, 13,024, essentially flat on on the day. Folks, as always, we appreciate you joining us. Join us full-time at vrainsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.